Roscoe and Charlie. These were two pet goldfish that I had as a kid. Don't ask me why I named them Roscoe and Charlie. I have absolutely no idea. I just know that I did. Um, and I got them at a carnival. It was one of those carnival, you know, local county carnival fair type deals. And uh, I played a game and I won two goldfish. Came home, put them in their new home, and it was great. I, I had these two goldfish. These were some of my first pets that I would ever have in my life, and, and they were great. I know they're goldfish. You can't even pet them. They're fish. It's weird. But you know what? I did, and they were great, and I loved them. And obviously, they impacted my life so much for the fact that it's been, and I'm now 25, and I still know these goldfish names. I still remember these goldfish, Roscoe and Charlie. And it's kind of strange. You might be wondering, how could goldfish, pets that almost everyone's had at some point in their life, fish in general, impact you so much? Who names fish? Who, who let alone, doesn't even just name them, but remembers them? I guess it might have been the fact that I had them for almost 10 years of my childhood. I forgot to mention that the new home I put them in was a 60-gallon fish tank. What many of you might not be aware of is that when goldfish are kept in small fish tanks or aquariums, they tend to stay to about one to two inches long and you'll never see them grow past four, five, six inches max, according to uh, studies. However, in the wild or in the proper environments conducive for their growth, Goldfish can often reach 12 to 14 inches in length. They live around three years, five years, maybe eight years in a tank. But if they're in a bigger tank, they can live to 12 years. They can live to 20 years. In fact, the longest recorded lifespan of a goldfish is 43 years. The crazy thing is, those are the exact same standards that apply to us. And what's even crazier is those are the same standards that we apply to God. Today we're going to talk about big potential in a little box. Welcome back to Life with Jalen. Real talk with real people about real life. Welcome back, everybody, to LWJ. What's LWJ? Uh, Life with Jalen acronym, duh. Obviously, I can't keep saying life with Jalen over and over again because it gets stale. So I was like, you know what? Let me spin in the LWJ. You know, I don't really like how LWJ sounds either. I just don't really have anything else to say. It's either Life with Jalen or LWJ. LWJ sounds like my, like, Radio host voice like, welcome back everybody, it's LWJ on 95.372, where we talk about stuff. Yeah, no, welcome back everyone, the Life with Jalen. I'm uh, just trying to mix things up and be humorous, and it's probably failing extremely, but you know what, it's, it's the effort that counts, right? Alright, anyway, let's get into today's topic about big potential in a little box. According to Webster's Dictionary, potential is something... That can develop 
or become actual. It's a possibility. It's a uh, capability. It's the, the, the making greater than what already exists, what already is. It's the potential is the possibility, the capability of making something bigger, greater, better than it already currently is. Now, naturally speaking, we do not all have the same potential, but we do all have potential. For example, you might have someone that is extremely nauseous around blood. They can't stand the sight of blood. They can't stand the smell of blood. They can't stand hearing the word blood. Hopefully, you're not someone that's listening right now because you're going to be really messed up after that five-second rant on blood. And I'm saying all that to say, if that is the case, they probably don't have the best potential of being a doctor or a uh um, like a nurse or someone that's in the medical field where they're going to have to be exposed to blood quite often. <laughs> like that's not going to work out in their best, in their best interest. So it's, it's to say that we all have the same potential, naturally speaking with careers, with music, uh, with singing, with, uh, anything in the natural world is not necessarily true because we all have different potential based on our likes or dislikes. What, what we have our, our physique, our, um, genetics all of these things contribute to the potential that we have in this natural life but spiritually speaking and kingdom minded speaking we do we all have the same potential the same potential to do great things for god the same potential to be something great for god to do great things for god and to go to great places in god how do we know this because god is no respecter of persons according to acts chapter 10 verse 34 it's, it says that God is not a respecter of persons. Peter was talking and saying that God is not a respecter of persons in the case of saying that God makes himself available to everyone and anyone that is willing to allow God to use them and is willing to allow God in their lives. And it's great. Um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. But the, the how much that God makes himself available and how much we gain and grow in God is entirely up to us, but it's based on your appetite. It's based on what you're hungry for. I had I used to teach piano lessons growing up, and I had two students at a. Uh, they were it was a fairly similar time, um, and they both had great potential. They both had, in fact, the, the same potential. There wasn't like one of them had the factor, one of them had the it, and the other one didn't. They both had potential. They both had an ear for music. Um, they both had a desire to some extent to learn music, and they had the same teacher. I was teaching them the same stuff and um, putting them through the same courses and giving them the same lessons. And one of them took the lessons and would look at it and fiddle around for a couple of seconds and then would stop. And he would come to the lesson and never have any questions, never want to learn more if I'd end the lesson. And I'd be like, all right, well, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about or anything else you want to learn next or anything like that? He'd just be like, no, not really. I'd be like, all right, right, well, cool. See you later. The other one would come and he was practicing everything that I was giving him and he was going in as much as he could on it and he was coming with questions about well, what about this and how does this look and what is this and blah, 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 blah and I, I want to learn this. And he was constantly hungry for so much more. They both had the exact same access to the same teacher but one of them, one of their, one of them, their hunger and their desire to learn and to be a good piano player drove them to consume everything that I was throwing their way and to take everything that I was teaching them and apply it to the to the greatest extent that they could and then come and get as much information as they could and ask me more, whether it was during the lesson or just randomly in person. Hey, what about this? Or I was trying this out and do you think we could do this next? And they were just, they were so hungry to learn. And now one of them 
is an amazing piano player and I dare say on the cusp of surpassing me very quickly in many ways. And I'm so proud of him and he's doing a great job. And the other one doesn't play piano at all to my knowledge. I could be wrong, but I am almost 100% positive that person does not play at all. And it's not that they did not have potential to be a good piano player. It's not that they didn't have a potential to be a great musician. They just lacked the hunger and the desire and the drive to act on that potential. And it's the same way with God. God makes himself available to everyone and anyone that is willing. But the, but how much he makes himself available is entirely up to us. What are you hungry for? What What potential do you desire to activate in your life? So we all have this potential, this potential to do more, to go farther, to be better. And that's great. And there should always be some level of potential in us because if there's not, then that means that there's no more growing to be had. For example, if there's a goldfish that's 14 inches long and that's lived for 20 years, it's probably safe to say there's not much growth left in that goldfish. There's not much potential left. Let's say they've had this goldfish for the past, for 20 years and for the past four years of its life, it's been 14 inches. It's pretty safe to say it's done growing and that it has no more potential for growth. Because ultimately, when there's no more potential for growth, when there's no opportunity for there to be more growing to be, for there to be more growing to be had, that simply means that, well, basically game over. Because there's nowhere else for you to go. There's nowhere else for you to increase. There's nowhere else for you to grow. So we need to have potential in our lives. There's, there should always be potential. Let me say it like this. I'm a graphic designer. Um, I was interested with with graphics and all things creative as a kid, but I didn't really get into graphic design until probably four-ish years ago, maybe a little longer, maybe five. Um, and let's say someone told me that I had the potential to be one of the best graphic designers ever, and I continued to study for that, and I continued to pursue that, and, that, and that's great, and, and that's that's where my drive is. But let me say it this way. Let's say that as a kid, when I was 16 years old and I first tried graphic design and someone came up to me and said, hey, you have the potential to be a good graphic designer. And I was like, I, I believe that. Thank you. And I took it to heart. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be a good graphic designer. And here we are umpteen years later and I'm working on graphics and I'm making graphics for church and I'm making graphics for, for work and I'm making graphics for whatever I'm making graphics for. And next thing you know, someone comes up to me and looks at my work and says, wow, you, you've got good potential. You this is good work, Jill, and I like this. You have you have the potential to be a good graphic designer. Do you know how offended I would get? <laughs> how 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 messed up that would seem to tell me an adult that has been doing graphic design for X amount of years and then does it professionally for business, for ministry, for work, that it has clients that pay me to do that work. If someone came and told me you have the potential to be a good graphic designer, that should ultimately like leave a bad taste in my mouth because what they are saying is that I currently am not a good graphic designer because to say you have the potential to be something or to go somewhere is to say that you are not there currently. So if someone came to me now and said you have the potential to be the best graphic designer ever, praise God. That is something that I can achieve, that I can try to get to because I have that potential. What they're saying is I'm not the best graphic designer ever and I'm not the best graphic designer ever. I have friends that are better graphic designers than me. I, I've seen work that's far more creative and talented than stuff I've ever done. 
So for someone to say that to me would not leave a bad taste in my mouth. There's nothing negative about having that kind of potential. But if someone came to me and told me the same potential that I had as a 16-year-old to be a good graphic designer is the same potential that I have now, that is going to leave a bad taste in my mouth because that is saying that I have not improved and that is ultimately saying that I am not currently a good graphic designer. So having that same potential ultimately would be negative. You just said potential is bad or you just said potential is good, Jalen. Yes, I'm, I'm aware. I said that because having potential is good. There should always be potential in your life. But there should not always be the same potential. Having potential is good. But having the same potential is bad. And that is why one of the greatest enemies of young people today is potential. I know, I just said potential is good because it is. Now, just, just listen. One of the greatest enemies of young people today is potential. Let me say it more specifically. One of the greatest enemies of young people today is their satisfaction with potential. I have seen it over and over again where young people are told they had the potential to do great things and they had the potential to, 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 to be a great individual. But they always lack that necessary action to reach that potential. We just had an amazing weekend with our youth and young adult group in my local church. Uh, we went to, we call it uh, Chosen Advance, and it's essentially a retreat, but we didn't like the concept of retreat because, you know, retreat sounds like you're fleeing or you're running, like, oh, let's retreat. And so we were like, we're not going here to retreat, we're going here to advance. And it was just a theme we created a couple years ago, and it's still what we call it, so it's chosen advance, but it's a youth retreat, quote unquote. Um, and we, we spent three days, and it was, it was an amazing time, and it's always an amazing time. And I watched as the hand of God was all over all these young people's lives, and there was so much just amazing supernatural things that was happening. And so many of those young people, in fact, I'll be bold enough to say this way, every single one of those young people left with so much hunger and desire and fire and potential. But the bottom line is this. What they do with that potential is what matters. And I've seen it over and over again where they where young people, whether mine or some that I've just watched from afar, that leave a youth congress or a, a, a chosen advance or a youth service, or a normal service, or a youth camp, or a whatever the case may be, where they have this amazing, powerful move of God in their lives, and God speaks to them, and people come and prophesy to them and say, God's hand is on your life, and God wants to do mighty things in you, and they leave all fired up and juiced up, and they're pumped, and they're ready to go. But they did not immediately take action on that potential. They simply became satisfied with hearing, oh, you know what? I've got potential. And that kind of gave them a little confidence booster. And they left with that, but they didn't take any action. And they, or they, they go and some the man of God says, you have the potential to be a mighty man of God. And they're like, yeah, I do. And they get satisfied with just hearing that affirmation and hearing that, that, uh, that positive potential that they have, but they lack the action that is necessary to, to act on that potential and to do something to change where they're at now to get to where they are trying to go. If someone told me that I had the potential to be the best graphic designer ever, but I don't study 
graphic design and I don't learn more about graphic design and I'm not tr constantly trying to find ways to equip myself more and learn more and obtain more knowledge and understanding of graphics and of illustrations and of concepts with art and design, I am not going to reach that potential of being the best graphic designer ever. If I just decide, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Think about athletes. You could have a kid that is in middle school and he's told he has the potential to be an NFL player. But he just says like, yeah, I do. But he doesn't do training camps and he doesn't push to be to be all of that that he could be. And he doesn't take action towards that NFL player potential. Then when he gets to high school, he's not going to have that same potential if he did not take all these years to spend and he gets to college and he didn't take all these years leading up to that to, to prepare him to be an NFL athlete. He is going to ultimately abort that potential because eventually there's going to come a point in time whether it's when he's 21 whether it's when he's 25 whether it's when he's 35 40 where no one's going to be coming up to him and saying hey man you have the potential to be an nfl athlete why because if you stop growing you start dying because potential without action will only lead to the same potential because in middle school he was told he had the potential to be an athlete because he just he had that it factor you know he just had that what it takes to be great what it takes to be amazing and his coaches and his family told him, you have the potential to be an NFL athlete. And he gets into high school and he's still just, you know, putting in the same amount of effort. And he still has that it factor, but he's just, he's not really pushing himself. And he's not really trying everything that he can to be that NFL athlete. But someone's still telling him, man, if you really tried right now, if you really pushed, you have the potential to be an NFL athlete. But he gets into his senior years and he's still not really training for it. He's not really working for it. Even though he has that, that it factor, that natural just, he's got that gift. He's just naturally athletic in that sport. But he's not pushing himself in that direction to activate that potential. Then he's going to find himself in college. And they might still be saying, bro, they're having walk-ons at practice. You, have, you could do this, but you've got to work for it. You have this potential. Don't throw it away. And he's like, you know, it's all right. I know I've got the potential, but I'm, I'm just going to chill. And he graduates high school or graduates college, excuse me, and he's getting older and he's still, he goes out and plays flag football with his friends and tackle football on the weekends. They're like, bro, you've got this potential, but you've got to try. You've got to push yourself. You've got to act on it. Eventually, there's going to come a point in time, maybe it's when he's 25, maybe it's when he's 30, where people are no longer going to say, you, you have potential to be an NFL athlete. They're going to say you had the potential. To be an NFL athlete, you had the potential to do great things, but you lacked the necessary action to reach that potential because potential without action only leads to the same potential and the same potential only leads to none at all. In the words of Victor Jackson, he said this in a message he preached here years ago, and it's the words have stuck with me ever since, that we are not truly persuaded by our promises if we are not allowing those promises to affect our lives right now and it's the same thing with potential you are not persuaded with what is a possibility for your future something that you have the capability to do something that you have the potential to do the potential to be if you are not taking the necessary actions right now to act on that potential in closing i remember a uh, one of our young people, he's no stranger to many of you. He's been on my 
show before my show what is this my podcast my youtube whatever this that he's been on live with jalen before his name is william spriggs my baby brother he's a great friend of mine awesome young man of god and i'm not going to get into all the story because he's going to share it one day on here but basically he uh, made decisions that that pushed him in the direction of moving towards the calling of god in his life and he started a p7 in his in his uh, high school and it was very quickly growing and it was awesome and it was powerful and it was mighty mighty moves of God were happening and people were hungry for this word of God and he very quickly filled up his classroom and this classroom I believe could seat around 50 to uh, 70 depending on seating room and standing room and that's about what he was averaging I believe was around 60 I could be wrong Um, but he was averaging around that number every week and it it grew up it blew up really quick like the first meeting I believe was like 30 kids and after that was 40 and then after that was and then just stayed around that number in this classroom because the classroom was full and I told him, I was like, William, this is amazing. This probably was like, yeah, man, it's been great. It's awesome. I was like, if you thought about moving to the cafeteria or the sanctuary, because, um, or the auditorium, not sanctuary, the auditorium, because you have, uh, this, it's, it's packed because I was going almost every week. And it was, we were always only standing room only. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm talking, thinking about talking to the, the people about it because it'd, it'd be awesome if we got there. And I'm like, yeah, it'd be great. And he still was averaging the same amount of numbers for a couple of weeks. And I was like, William. Have you thought more about moving into your to different classrooms? Like, yeah, yeah, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna do it. I gotta talk to him. It's just right now we've got this classroom because of our the teacher. The teacher was a member of our church, so it was just easy access into the school. He was like, yeah, we've got this room, but if we go to one a bigger room like the cafeteria, the sanctuary, there's all these other papers we gotta fill out and all this other stuff we gotta do. So, so we'll we'll see what happens. And I told him about goldfish, which is also a, a statistic that applies to many fish. And I told him about the fact that goldfish my goldfish which lived almost 10 years long and grew to over six inches they were they were decent sized goldfish they were over six inches i remember you can ask my mom they were huge and i was so confused because i'm like how are these things still living so long and i told william all this and i told him have you ever heard of someone's pet goldfish that lived almost 10 years long and grew over six inches he's like no i can't say that i have and i was like you know why they did that he was like why i said because i put them in a 60 gallon tank I made sure that their environment was conducive for the growth and the potential that they had built inside of them already. And I told him, I said, if you take this group and put them in an environment that is conducive for growth, I promise you, you will end this school year greater than your expectations. But if you settle with where you're at now, your group, your group's not going to be able to grow anymore. Why? Because we were standing room only. There was no more room for growth in that classroom we were meeting in and i lied to you not the mo- he, it clicked in that moment in his head and he said you know what you're absolutely right we've got to change this and he goes to his administrative and he goes to the principal and he's like hey this group is full we need to move we need to change we need to get into a bigger bigger room whether it be the cafeteria whether it be the sanctuary whether it be one of the electrons i don't care but we need to move because this we are too big for this room and i want us to keep growing and they worked with him and it was it, he had so much favor in that school and he ends up meeting in the cafeteria or in the auditorium depending on the week and he ended the school year with 200 young people willingly, voluntarily coming to this club to hear about the Bible. A 200-member Bible study happening in a public school in the state of Maryland. Why? Because he had the potential, that group had the potential 
to to be great and to grow and to be some of the most amazing things you've ever one of the greatest testimonies I've I've still heard about P7 clubs and it was all because it wasn't that he didn't have the potential. And it wasn't that many of us out there don't have the potential. It's just what are we doing to act on that potential? Because just like my goldfish, the prolonging of the life and the prolonging of the, the expectation and the potential that that goldfish had and the potential that we have to grow and to be and to do ultimately depends on the proper care of the environment. Is our environment conducive for growth? Is our is our Prayer life conducive for growth. Is our hunger conducive for growth? You can have all the potential in the world. You can have the biggest potential in the world and keep it in a little box. And ultimately, that big potential not get much bigger than that little box that you've kept it in. It's not because you don't have potential. It's not because you don't have the potential to do greater things than you're doing now or to be a greater person than you're, you're being now and to be involved in greater things than you are now. But it's that you're keeping that big potential in a little box. And if you don't do what it takes to, 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 if you don't take the necessary steps and actions to take that potential out and allow it to blossom and allow it to grow and allow it to, to change things in your life, then that big potential stayed in that little box is only going to stay as little potential. And eventually it's going to stay as the same potential. And eventually it's going to be no potential at all. Why? Because potential without action. Potential without the necessary action will only lead to the same potential and the same potential will only lead to no potential at all. Because having potential is great. Having potential is necessary. Having potential means you have the opportunity to grow and to be something else and to be something greater than you currently are. But having the same potential Having that same potential kept in that little box, in that little environment, in that little fish tank, if you will. That could ultimately lead to the demise. Because fun fact, most people's fishes in their in little, little fish bowls that they keep at home only live maybe two years if they're lucky. Why? Because that tank, that environment was not conducive for the growth that that that, that fish could have had, the potential that that fish did have. But because their environment was not conducive for that growth, that potential ended up dying and that fish only grew two to three inches and that fish only lived four years long. Because the necessary action to allow that fish to reach its full potential, the necessary environment to allow that fish to reach its full potential wasn't happening. And so to this day, 25 years old, and I still remember Roscoe and Charlie, one of them was almost white, like it almost wasn't even a goldfish. It was white. It was like white and like it was it was mostly gold. And I had gold and white. But I remember one it was blind in one eye. It was so long it was having physical issues. It went blind in one eye. The I just went white and I was like, Oh, that's not good. And the other goldfish was orange and was fat. And I had them for so long. Because I took these little baby goldfish that I won from this little cheap old carnival and put them in a sixty gallon tank. And that environment allowed them to grow and reach potential that most goldfish never see. And I hope and pray that we, in our walk with God in this life, this journey called life, that we don't 
do that same thing with the potential that God has put in each and each that is put inside each and every one of us that we don't keep that big potential inside the little box in our lives but that we would take the necessary action to access that potential and act on that potential and activate that potential to ultimately do great things and go to great places and be great people in God and act on that big potential. Thanks for listening, everyone.